0: Hello and welcome again to Finding Truth Matters with Dr. Andrew Corbett.
1: But here's the best way to die well, to live in a way that says, I have given the absolute best I could give to Jesus. I've done everything the Holy Spirit's put in my heart. I have lived
0: World. In this day and age many people shy away from the idea of being a leader. After all being a leader comes with all manner of responsibilities. In the Old Testament book of Ezekiel we find some of those responsibilities listed as God speaks to the Israelite leaders calling them to be shepherds of his flock. What can we draw from this job description? Well, let's find out as we meet Dr. Corbett in Ezekiel chapter 34 for the job description of a shepherd. I want you as a follower of Christ to
1: recognize that you follow the shepherd. You follow the good shepherd. If you've read through the gospel of John, which if you haven't, you should, and probably regularly, Jesus in John chapter 10 describes himself as the good shepherd. And it's a Beautiful picture of who he wants us to recognize him as. Here's the other aspect to that, and this is where we'll land as well. Not only is Jesus described as the Good Shepherd, he's described as the Lamb of God. Now, I want you to get that because for those people who go, I'm not a shepherd, I'm just a sheep, so is Jesus. In fact, what, what stunned me, and it, it stunned me yesterday as I was reading through Ezekiel 34 and pondering this, is this fact that God castigates the shepherds of Israel who had not done their job. And there's three arenas of shepherds, which we'll see in a moment, not just religious or pastoral or priestly, but there's political and there's another category as well. So we're going to end up with you coming to realize that the one that you claim to follow is both the good shepherd and the lamb of God, so he knows what it is to lead and he knows what it is to follow. And either way, if you follow him, you will take on traits of both, you'll become a better lamb and you'll become a better shepherd. So we, we jump into verse 2. Verse 1 just kind of says, uh, The word of the Lord came to me. This is verse 2 Son of man prophesy against the shepherds of Israel prophesy and say to them even to the shepherds thus says the Lord God ah shepherds of Israel who have been feeding yourselves exclamation mark now I've got to tell you as someone who marks students papers I, I at that point I'll go hang on um that's not particularly a complete sentence. You need something else there. But God wants to make a point. And this is what I said before, that this sounds like a negative thing. It sounds like a sad thing. But if you can, if you can learn that sometimes the greatest lessons in life you will learn are lessons learned by the mistakes of others or even your own mistakes. In other words, they're called indirect life lessons. There are movies. We, we watched a movie uh, uh, what I would call a 12 e movie um, with Zoe on Friday called Chronicle. Anyone seen the movie Chronicle? It's a group of confused teenage kids trying to find themselves. I know that could be one of 10,000 movies. Um, this one's Chronicle. And what's interesting is that we get to the end of the movie and Zoe says, well, that was a really pointless movie. I think you said something like that. That was a rather pointless movie. The trailer was better than the movie. You know that kind of movies? The trailer, you pay to see the trailer. Uh, Anyway, the trailer was really good, but it, it actually was a movie where what happens is these three kids stumble on something and it looks like it's come from outer space and they 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 get affected by it and suddenly they begin increasingly to develop superpowers now what what do 15 and 16 17 year old boys do with almost limitless power because that's what these boys started to do they discovered they could do all kinds of things what do 15 16 17 year old boys do who can do anything what happens to their moral character when they realise nothing is too hard anymore? Is anyone planning on seeing this movie? Or well, let me spoil it for you then. Because the movie ends up with one of them surviving. Because they kill each other. Now, how they get there, you can't see coming. Well, you can begin to see the clues you begin to see the moral degradation. And rather than be, I'm just talking to Zoe now, rather than being a pointless movie, there was some profound points in there, Zoe, about (laughs) stay away from any 15, 16, 17-year-old boys. (laughs) Right, so you learn from the negatives. Thus says the Lord God, are shepherds of Israel who have been feeding yourselves. And it's like, that's the exclamation mark. Should not shepherds feed the sheep? So here's the opening. It sets the tone for this chapter. What do we see here? That God has appointed shepherds to feed, find and fend God's flock. If you read through this chapter, I encourage you to do so. Because what you'll see is that these are the three categories that God says the shepherds of Israel have not done. They haven't been feeding, we just read that. They haven't been feeding the sheep. They haven't been finding the sheep. In fact, as I read through this this chapter yesterday, I'm I'm going, "Wow, You haven't searched for them. You haven't searched for them. You haven't gone out and looked for them. You haven't sought the lost sheep. It's over and over and over again. And one of the dangers we're going to see in a moment when God begins to address the fat sheep is that he says the fat sheep should have had a responsibility toward the younger lambs, the ones who needed food and clean water, and they didn't. They were too busy getting fat themselves. Ouch. So, feeding, finding, and fending. I mentioned three categories of shepherds, and, and here they are. The first one's parents. When God says, Woe to the shepherds, the very first group I would have to think, He's thinking, are parents. If you are a parent, you are a shepherd. You are. There's no if, buts, or maybes. There's no I haven't got that gift sort of stuff. You are. You are designed by God to feed, fend, and find, and act as a shepherd to your kids. Politicians. in, in, In this day and age, the political system was royalty. So we're talking about kings and princes and those appointed by the king's and princes, the governors and so on, to be political shepherds. And someone rang me from Queensland on Friday and said, oh, you must be pretty hectic down there in Tasmania having to always write papers to the government on on submissions about moral policy. And I said, actually, praise God, it's been really quiet the last six months. Thank God. In fact, I said, you know, of the the nine or so members of the government something like seven of them are professing Christians it is great hallelujah so wonderful and of course pastors people who are in positions like myself who are called by God to shepherd the church to feed you to protect you to warn of danger and to protect you against that danger and that if you begin to go astray to shoot you a Facebook message and say, hey, I haven't seen you in church for a while. Everything going okay. Or a text message or a card or a house call or whatever it is. God has appointed these shepherds. And the word that I want to give to you is a synonym for the word shepherd is the word leader. And and, uh, can I just say, with as much love and compassion as I can, that there are some people here that have recoiled at the idea of being a leader. And, And I want to say this seriously with as much love and compassion and pastoral sensitivity as I can. It's time for you to grow up. It's time for you to grow up. One day, in fact, Ruby's now started to ask about water baptism. Just just ask the question the other day. And we've told our kids this, that when they come to church, they sit still, they sit on the seat. We didn't even let our kids sit on the carpet. They had to sit on the seat. Well, when I say we, that's the royal we. You understand? I'm up here and it's Kim who's actually officiating this. And so when our children said, They wanted to get baptised. We said, well, you know, that takes you from being a child with crayons and colouring books to becoming a young adult with a Bible and a notepad. You go from playing with Lego and then you leave that at home. The day you decide to be baptised, you are saying you know what you're doing and you are here. It is different. You grow up. You take a step of growth. And that means you bring your Bible you participate from that point now you've got to understand that if for our children to then go yeah i want to do that dad there's a small price for them to pay but it does mean they have to grow up and i think in the believer's life there's more steps of growth and one of them is coming to the realization that your life can sometimes be i'll use the vernacular it's not literal it is figurative so please don't take me literally but your life can be hell And God has called you to care for others. And despite what you're going through, you step up like a compassionate leader and recognize that there are other people's lives that is hell times three compared to yours. And you reach out and care for them. When I see that, and by the way, I see that often, I think... There's a mature Christian. There is someone the Holy Spirit is shaping and leading. And that's a leader. How many pastors are there in this church? You might think, well, there's there's me, there's Russell, there's, there's... Can I tell you there's a lot more than that? Whatever number you come up with, there is a lot more than that. And most of those people who are pastors in this church do not have a title But they are people who know what it is to go through fire. And while they are going through fire, they are putting fires out in other people's lives. That's a shepherd. Verse 3. God castigating the shepherds. You eat the fat. You clothe yourselves with the wool. You slaughter the fat ones. But you do not feed the sheep. Verse 4, the weak you have not strengthened, the sick you have not healed, the injured you have not bound up, the strayed you have not brought back, the lost you have not sought, and with force and harshness you have ruled them. Can you see that even in something that sounds so negative, and it is, it's, wow, that's negative. But can you see, you flip it all, and you come up with a picture, and at the end of that picture, you put a title underneath that picture, and that that title is God. You see what I'm saying here? The strength you've not weakened, God strengthens the weak. The sick you've not healed, God heals the sick. The injured you've not bound up, God tends to the wounds of his people the strays you have not brought back God brings the strays back home the lost you have not sought God is the one who goes out and he brings people in and with force and harshness you have ruled them with gentleness and meekness God rules now, if you get that and you realise this is the one we are worshipping, you will always become like that which you worship. Always. And that's why, rather than look at this and go, who'd want to be a shepherd, get a spray like this? This is worse than anything Mick Malthouse could ever say to his players. Who'd want to be a shepherd? But why is God so upset? Because to be called to be a parent, a pastor, a politician, that is a shepherd, is a wonderful privilege. If I had the time and the opportunity, I'd love to talk to you about the gate. (laughs) There's a Bible term called the gate. And it's where the shepherds of a city, the elders, same word, would gather at the gate and they would just be there and people would come to them with their problems and the elders would see the enemy come and go, close the gate. These were the men who had plenty to do, but they took on extra responsibility to care beyond their family. To be a shepherd requires sacrifice. There are times, as pastor of this church, I've got to make a sacrifice. I sometimes have to be out, can't be home. Sometimes I have to get up early. Sometimes I have to do things and sacrifice. Yeah, but man, it's still a privilege. still a privilege. But if you're going to be a leader, you're going to make a sacrifice. That means, as we discovered this morning with our home group leaders monthly breakfast some of the home group leaders said you know there were there were some days there over the last four weeks i just was going to ring up and say don't come i am just not in the mood i don't feel like it i'm tired but we did it anyway and i'm going yes that's being a shepherd that's what it's about and there are more christians that need to be like that it's called growing up there are some sundays i've I've had people say, I didn't come to church this morning because I was pretty tired. I I think, well, grow up. (laughs) I love you. You know that, don't you? I'm not feeling the love coming back. That's all I'm saying. To be a shepherd involves searching. It means that that for me, I have to think, because 90 plus percent of my time is spent with Christians. Probably, that's a guess, I haven't worked it out, but it's roughly about that. So I have to take deliberate, intentional steps to be with non-Christians. For me, most of those interactions happen on a tennis court. And for me, this is how reaching out to people who don't yet know Christ begins, by just simply being there. It's kind of like if you want to catch a fish, you've got to go fishing. you've you've at least got to go fishing. Even if you go down to the water, there's a possibility a fish could jump out of the water and into your... It's a a possibility. But it's no possibility if you don't even go. All right, so it involves searching. To be a shepherd involves searching. And I'm going to put this on all of us. We need to be like a shepherd because we're following the shepherd. Remember I told you I'm giving you a clue how we're going to end up. To be a shepherd involves establishing. What does that mean? We see someone come in, they're brand new, they're brand new, they're a lamb, they don't know nothing, and so we establish them in the faith. We help them to understand what worship is, what it means to pray. We help them to understand what the Bible's all about. We get them connected. We we show them that that if, if you hang out with Christians, you'll get offended. But that's okay, because you'll probably do a fair bit of offending yourself. And this is how we apply Colossians chapters 3 and 4 where it says bear with one another it means that there'll be times in your christian life you should have a mature believer come alongside you and clip you around the ears now everything i'm saying to you about being a shepherd remember three categories parents parents have to do this with their kids if you don't you don't love your kids if you're not correcting discipling establishing your kids you're not being a good parent So, if our kids were, you know, in church and running around and so on, and we're just, oh, well, eventually they'll get tired and worn out and we'll carry them back here and plonk them on the car. I was preaching in a church where the pastor had four or five kids, and I kid you not, I never saw them sit down. In fact, two of them brought along plastic King Arthur swords. So while I'm, pre- and I, I'm preaching, like, and I'm seeing every eye on these kids, and I'm going, <laughs> and then it's on. And it's a sword fight, and it's on. And it's up, right up near the pulpit, right up there. I was talking with a pastor. Yes, I am digressing, by the way. I was talking with a pastor on Friday, and he said he was preaching in a church where the kids were just running right around the church, and he was preaching, and, and there was a young and the kids not only run, they would scream and run around and one of them came up and just stood there while he's preaching <laughs> and uh you know just preaching away He's like get away kid you know he's like i'm preaching and 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 the kid just grabs his jacket <laughs> and this is going on in church that church by the way had 12 members it had visitors every sunday that never came back he said to the he, he was invited back to preach <laughs> Which he accepted. Even more amazing. And before he, he starts to preach, and the kids start to do the same thing again, and he goes, okay, I reckon I'm done about with what I was going to say. Can I just talk to you about growing up as a church? There's 12 people in the church, four kids running around. He said, we can't have this. Mum and Dad, can you just grab your kids? Can you parent your kids? And he's thinking, well, I'll never be invited back. They'll probably throw their Bibles at me. I'll be, you know, my name will be muddled over Facebook by lunchtime. He said in that church, the entire church stood up as he said and gave him a standing ovation. (laughs) That's good shepherding. And apparently the parents took it on the chin too. The parents just hadn't been aware, just hadn't thought about it. I can only say what I've just said at a time when there's no kids running around or making a noise. And it worked really well, I thought. (laughs) So to be a shepherd involves discipling, which means discipline. It means you have to, as a parent, you have to say, no, that's not right. Or it could be, as we used to do, you know, I'd be with Zoe and we'd be somewhere and Zoe'd do something stupid. (laughs) And I'd just have a hand and
0: go,
1: and she'd look at me like, what now? And I gave her the look that said, we'll talk about it later. But I just want you to hold this moment just now. It involved her nose, but I'm not going <laughs> to. Tension back here, please. <laughs> to be a shepherd involves training sheep singular i was trying to think what's the singular word for sheep and it's sheep Sheep. (laughs) which meant i had to put the word singular in because it means that there'll be times when it's one-on-one where you have to say okay you're the head sheep you're the leader of the pack when you take off they'll all follow you you know sheep do that we live next in fact we're surrounded by sheep where we live and if one of them decides to go for a walk the others go let's go It is the weirdest thing. Poppy, my dog, comes down and she just loves to go, Kir! and they go, oh, we're off. Oh, we're off, are we? Oh, okay, let's go. And it's like, sheep just do that. And so you have to find out who's the lead sheep. Who are the sheep? Who are the individual sheep? And it could be in your family. Parents have to do this with their children. In a church, you have to figure out who who's, who's the deal here. Okay, sometimes means that as a church... I have to say things similar to what I just said. But it also means you as parents, when, see so there are some young people here who will end up having five, six, seven, eight kids and or whoever just randomly hands pointing in this zone uh, and, and your dinner table becomes your meeting Place, doesn't it? It becomes that place where, hey, you know, we were out last night and you saw what Pastor Corbett had to do to his daughter when she flicked something at that old lady <laughs> with, with that ruler instead of using a handkerchief. And we we're, as and a family, I just want you to know that's not what we do in this family. <laughs> so that becomes. Shepherd training sheep, plural. Come on, try and stay with me. Right, verse 20. (laughs) Fat sheep, you destroy the grass that's remaining. Then you go through the crystal clear, clean. It says the clean streams of water and you muddy them so that younger, leaner sheep have nothing to eat and nothing to drink. Shame on you, God says. There are some Christians who are like fat sheep. All they do is eat and drink, and they don't go out finding other sheep, fending, protecting other sheep, or feeding other sheep. And God says, Shame on you. Now, let's draw this to a close. Think of this picture, a shepherd with sheep. That's the picture God uses. It's the picture Jesus used of himself. Okay, along the journey, he would shear them. But that's not the end game. The end game is these sheep will die. These sheep will die and they will become lamb chops. They will. That's the goal. That's the whole point. So, this shepherd wants these sheep to die well. And can I just say to you, so does Jesus want you to die well. And I mean, I I am absolutely serious now that when you get to the final moments on this planet, your final breaths, your final heartbeats, I as your pastor will be satisfied if you, die well how do you die well trusting Jesus and at peace with God that's how you die well part of my main job as a pastor of this church is to help you to die well not necessarily die yet die well one of the first shocks I had as a young pastor was being at the bedside of mature Christians And seeing them struggle and agonize over this question, am I really a Christian? Has God really forgiven me? Do I really have peace with God? I was stunned. I was stunned that you could go through six or seven decades of your life professing to know God and his word and not really. I want you to die well. I want you to die knowing your sins are forgiven. Jesus is your savior and you have peace with God. But here's the best way to die well. To live in a way that says, I have given the absolute best I could give to Jesus. I've done everything the Holy Spirit's put in my heart. I have lived well. That's how you can die well
0: to be a shepherd to be a leader is a wonderful privilege it requires sacrifice and involves training how does your performance stack up against the job description of a shepherd listed in ezekiel more from dr corbett next week with an interesting look at gog and magog Podcasts and Finding Truth Matters resources, including tonight's program, the job description of a shepherd, are available via the website findingtruthmatters.org or by contacting us at Lagana Media, PO Box 1143, Lagana, Tasmania 7277. For regular updates and special offers, visit our Facebook page, facebook.com/slash Finding Truth Matters. Dr. Corbett is the pastor of Lagana Christian Church and president of ICI Theological College Australia. We look forward to joining you again at the same time next week for another Finding Truth Matters.